Hey everybody and welcome back to the Morning Moxie Show. I'm Alicia Sharp, your host, and today we have part two of my interview with Sonia Turner about taking your dreams to God. Here's the interview. Yeah. Right. That That's so true. And I love um, how you're talking about replacing those thoughts, the shameful thoughts with the truth of the word, because right. that that's something that I've been doing a lot of lately and really focusing a lot of lately, a lot on lately is just taking thoughts captive. Like we have to, you know, it bothers me that Christians nowadays don't read the word much, or they might read a little devotional here and there. And I'm not, you know, shunning or being down, you know, casting down doing the devotional, but like, if we want to live um, in the power of the Holy spirit, which is available to every single person through Christ. You know, we have that power inside of us. If we want to live in that, we can't just be reading one verse every day and maybe praying for the five minutes on the way to work. Like God, you know, I was reading today, even how, gosh, Jesus says to, to take up your cross. Like you count the cost. Like, what does that mean? It's like laying down your life, not just your five minutes at work. I mean, on the way to work or your little devotional, it's like, I do this job for your glory, God, you're on my mind constantly, Lord Jesus. And so it's like getting to know this word and really who he is. And the more that I get to know him, it's so exciting because then I can take those worldly thoughts and replace them with the truth of God's word. Um, And we can live a life of victory and overcoming and a great life of power and seeing the promises of God come to pass in our life. They're not always some mystical thing way out here that we're, you know, they're actually for us. And and we can, you know, as we believe we will receive, and it's hard to believe the scripture and who God is if we don't, if we don't know it and we're not spending Mm -hmm. time in that word. So I think it's awesome that you've pulled out that from Hannah and, you know, she cried and cried out to God and she was blessed. Yeah. No, she was blessed. And I think as we take ours, our, our request to God, he, you know, he's there, he's there for us. He loves us. He hears us. And as he hears us, if we know he hears our prayer, the scripture says, we know that we have what we've asked of him. And so it's exciting. Like God is not some mystical. I mean, he's, you know, he's just, he loves us. He loves to bless his children. He loves to, to lavish us with who he is and, and just blessings upon blessings. And I'm not saying that we never go through turmoil or hardships or any of that. But even in those, God is there full of love and, and he's just so awesome, you know? And yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. So go ahead. Sorry if you had to. Yeah, no, go ahead. No, this is good. (laughs) I was just thinking about Hannah, um, that giving the dream, like she got her dream, you know, and then she then released it. Like how, how amazing is that? What, did you learn anything? Like, did anything speak to you from that specifically in the story? Yes, I think so that challenged me, right? Uh Because so often when I think about the dreams and desires that I want, it's a, it's all about me. It's about how this, you know, satisfies the desire that I have. And what's so humbling to me about Hannah's prayer is even in her lowest moment, her prayer was, God, if you would just give me a son, like if you would just give me the satisfaction of the experience of having a child, I'll give that child back to you. Mm-hmm. But if I can just have that experience, like I'll, I'll dedicate him to you and he'll, and he'll serve you for the rest of his life. Yeah. 
I feel like for me, I'd be like, God, if you just give this to me, then like, I'll enjoy it. (laughs) (laughs) Right. But like her heart was so like, she loved the Lord so much, but she was also in so much pain that she was willing. Her prayer still showed that she honored and loved God more, the gift giver over the gift that she might receive. Yeah. And that to me, like in Hannah's story, what, what, again, just challenges me is that when she gives Samuel to the priest, the next chapter, it's called uh, Hannah's prayer, or depending on your version of the Bible, Hannah's song. Uh And as a worshiper and you as a worshiper as well, it's amazing to me that at the point of Hannah's greatest sacrifice, the next thing she does is she breaks into a worship song (laughs) and she praises God and she worships him as she's giving away the very thing that for years she had prayed and cried out to him. And that, that just challenges me. It's like, God is my dream more important to me than you is you answering this prayer is the gift more important than the gift giver. And that, um, I mean, it, it still challenges me as I'm walking and believing for various things in my life is like, Lord, would it be enough for me for you to just answer my prayers and you left? Like, is that, is that what I want? No, Lord, help me to remember that as I'm believing for these things, that ultimately you are the one worthy of praise and you are more important than what, you know, the answer to these prayers. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. That's so good. Um, God, one of the things that I've been learning is it's like, God will show us a dream that we want. Like it could be for you, a husband or for me back in the day. And I have different dreams now, but having a child and it doesn't always look like, or in the same exact time frame, you know, that we think it needs to be. Um, we think, Oh, we're going to plan our lives out and this is the way it's going to be. And, you know, things have to germinate. We have to be prepared even for these things that God wants to bring mm-hmm. to us. But is he still hears us? You know, it's not like he's up there. What? I don't, you know, you're not there yet. I mean, he, he loves us through it, you know, and, and that's the whole point of it all is like, he doesn't, he doesn't want to give us these things that we're asking for so that they take place of him, you know, and that's what a lot of people do. You know, they get this dream, they get this thing that they want, or they put all these things on pedestals in their lives. And that, that thing becomes, I've seen it happen numerous times with children. You know, I have a lot of people who have kids and like that kid is everything to them. You know, they, they plan their life around their children. They don't, it's like their world is their children. And I, and that, that's something I have to say that I've never had. I never did that because I, I knew that children could become an idol or even a husband can become right. an idol. And we're not here to live for our husbands. Even as a married right. woman, I'm married. I have my calling too. And yes, it compliments my husband's and yes, I'm his helpmate. And Yet, and he loves me and we serve each other and you know, all that, but I'm still an individual and I still need my own relationship with God. And and he cannot be my everything. When you make a person or your dream, your everything, it's going to come crashing down really fast. And then your whole world is going to be destroyed because a person or a dream or a thing or a circumstance cannot be where your hope is in. It has to be in Jesus. Right. So I'm, I'm excited to, um, I'm excited to read your book. I'm going to get it. And, um, 
is it on Kindle too, or is it just, uh... yeah, Kindle and M yeah. So I have the Kindle version and the paperback version on Amazon. Right. That's awesome. Yeah. So, um, well, is there anything else you'd like to share about the book or about, um, yeah. you know, your wisdom through what you've learned before we wrap it up? Yeah, I think what I'll say sort of to your point, and you touched on this about the timing um, and how things may not look how uh, we expected. One of the things that I love about Hannah's story is that Hannah became a mother, but her motherhood looked different than those around her, mm -hmm. right? Like she, she, she had a child, the Lord gave her a son. She gave that son back to the Lord. Right. And um, she did, the Lord did bless her with other children, but her mothering of Samuel looked very different than probably the norm. Even today, like the fact every year she took him a, a new robe that she made for him. Mm -hmm. um, and, and what I love about even that detail in the story is that Hannah, it, it to me communicates that Hannah embraced the story that God had for her. Right. Like when she gave Samuel to um, the priest to Eli at the temple, she could have said, all right, you know, like I, I've given my son to the Lord. I'm going to, you know, just move on with my life and, you know, maybe cherish that in my heart, but, you know, just move on. But it's like every year she mothered him in the way that um, was appropriate or that made sense for her circumstance. And I think that picture for me um, just this idea of accepting what God has for us and our own stories and not comparing, mm -hmm. you know, not comparing the answer to my prayers or my dreams to someone else's right. and how God answered their prayer. Um, I think it's significant. And I feel like the story of Hannah really highlights this, the beauty and partnering with the Lord and, um, rejoicing in the story that he has given you, mm -hmm. which is hard to do. And yeah. which challenges me when I read her story. Cause I'm like, Oh my gosh, like her child is somewhere else. Yeah. Penina, the rival wife is probably still like teasing her like, Oh, so you had a child and you gave him away. That doesn't make any, you know, like, yeah. yeah. And yet year after year, she's being faithful to the story that God had given her. And so yeah. Yeah, that's something I would just leave. Uh, and I hope that the women get from uh, reading this devotional and also listening to this podcast is God does desire um, to um, to bless us and to ultimately bring us into a closer and more full relationship with him. And one of the ways in which we partner with him in that process, I think, is rejoicing in and giving thanks for the story Mm -hmm. that he's written for us today. And I feel like that's hard because we're, we're always looking at other people. Um, but I feel like the story of Hannah is a, a beautiful picture of what it looks like to say, you know what, God, I have this dream. I have this desire, but I am trusting you. And I fully submit to how you choose to answer that dream and that desire. And I know that the way you answer it will be good. Right. Um, so yeah. awesome. That's so good, Sonia. And thank you so much for coming on um, today. And yeah. I really appreciate it. If you, are you plan on writing any more books? <laughs> you know, um, at this moment, uh, I'm not going to close the door to that, but I don't right. have anything on the horizon right now. <laughs> right. You never know. You never know as you go yeah. deeper with God and you got one under your belt. So you kind of get the little yeah. 
you know, you can do it now. So, right. Yeah. And lessons learned, right. right. So. <laughs> so. Well, I, I really appreciate you coming on and um, all that you're doing for the Lord and everything. Yeah. It's been great. That was an interview with Sonia Turner, and you can find out more information about her at her website, which is sonyaturner.com. You can also find the full interview on my YouTube page, which is Alicia V. Sharp, if you head over to YouTube and check it out. I'll also have a link in the show notes below, as well as a link to Sonia's book from Amazon.com. So I hope that you go check that out. Support her, support everything she's doing. She loves the Lord and just has a desire to please him. So I hope that you have a fabulous day today. Again, go check her at her website, get her book, and I will see you again tomorrow. And remember to always live your 320 life because your life can be more than you can ever imagine in Christ. God bless you.